0: You may find this hard to believe, but 60 Songs That Explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast, is back with 30 more songs and 120 songs total. I'm your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s, starting Wednesday, May 17th,
1: Everyone. welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Um, Steven, your skin is glowing.
0: Uh, <laughs> no,
1: well, thank ser- you. I'm serious.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. It's 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 uh it's called uh, sunscreen and sweat.
1: <laughs> Were you working out before this?
2: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I just was. uh was
1: running around.
2: I've been taking care of my skin. My first uh, facial came from you. You uh. Got me my first facial. Yeah. So so thank you for getting me on this regimen.
1: Oh, you're welcome. How's your heart feeling today?
2: Oh man, my heart feels uh it feels full with love. Um, love for self, love for family, love for friends. Um, I feel like um this past weekend my sister graduated with a master's, mm-hmm. and um I was just around a lot of family and love. And so, you know, it, it, I think it's like um, carrying on into this week. So I'm feeling, feeling the love today. You feel me?
1: That's beautiful. Congratulations also to your sister. That's crazy. That's Masters, that's How old is she?
2: 24, five-ish, something like that. That's wild. How's your heart?
1: Um, It's light. I think it's light in a good way. It feels light. Mm. Um, oh, I feel bad. We're going from something so sweet to something not maybe so sweet like, frenemies. Um, let's talk about frenemies. I had to look it up because I think like, not as severe um, or as wildly used as toxic. It still is used a lot in pop culture. So I had to Google do my Googles. So when I first, you know, Googled it, it said it's a person with whom it, whom one is friendly despite a fundamental dislike or rivalry. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's fine. That's okay. Uh, but she gets deeper. So mm-hmm. according to a recent study by the Southern Communication Journal, the they landed on this following definition. Rel- relationships, often negative, steeped in situational ties and shared social connections that outwardly appear friendly, but are fraught with underlying competition, jealousy, or distrust. Unlike genuine friendships, the researchers found that frenemy relationships displayed three prominent characteristics, competitiveness, jealousy, and distrust. The dynamic was described by some interviewees as hot and cold, with the frenemy repeatedly giving mixed signals as they shifted between friend-like and foe-like mentalities. So, Sounds about right. Why do we even have frenemies? Like... Why would we want that energy around us? Or why would we even want to give that energy also? I've been thinking about that since I read that definition.
2: I don't think we we know. I think, you know, initially when you go into like friendships, you think that everybody is clean or pure, you know, pure energy, like, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm 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 this is my friend because we we think like alike, we uh, share the same likes and um common goals. But I think you find out later that, you know, you were dealing with a friend of me it's funny because the first time I heard the word, the phrase friend of me was from Jim Jones, right? And this was in like 2009. He had an album called Pray For Rain. And I never heard that before. I never heard uh, like the the phrase friend of me and I heard it from him. And this was around the time he was beefing with uh, Max B. And if you know the <laughs> the relationship between Jim and Max, you know, like they started out cool, but then things shifted. When, what I started to think about is like, can frenemies, can you not like not like uh, you look at somebody you're like, oh, that's a friend of me. What if they look at you the same way? It, could it be like a standstill in frenemies?
1: But that's the thing, is like once you know you continue to be or or continue to let them be a friend of me. Like that's that's what I mean. Like are why are we still allowing that energy if we know that this person is a friend of me? You're saying that like you could see someone and be like, oh, okay, that's that's how they are.
2: I think in time, I think like once you realize that they was playing you and then you cut it off, but by that time the damage is done. You know what I'm saying? It's been said, your business is spread. Whatever type of concept of someone playing you in the wrong way, you know, or you getting taken advantage of has been done. So then that's when you cut it off. But by then it's like the the damage has happened.
1: Right. Yeah. When when you when you were thinking about the Jim Jones and Max B. Uh, stuff and you kind of realize what that word meant did you look around and you're like oh shit i have a lot
2: of frenemies no but i did start to (laughs) notice these little passive aggressive moments so i'm from harlem right so being from harlem there's certain there's certain things that you know it just you know for me it just makes me feel uncomfortable so when someone be like i'm trying to be like you i don't like that
0: (laughs) don't tell me you're
2: trying to be like yourself don't be like me so when people say yo i'm trying to be like you Oh, I'm trying to get money like you. That's when I, I start to feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, you might try to rob me later. So that's, the, <laughs> that's my signs of like frenemies. Like, oh, why are you trying to be like me? Like, be like yourself, Be, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know.
1: Do you think you have frenemies now?
2: I'm sure I do. You know, I'm sure I do. I don't, I don't, I try not to ignite that energy. And when I say ignite, like give people reasons to hate. You know, I'm very humble in how I live. You know, I'm, 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 I show gratitude to everyone and anything, and I just try to keep that energy, and hopefully, it, it vibrates back to me. But you can't control it. Sometimes, you know, you can't control how you may make someone else feel. I've learned that. I didn't, you know. Sometimes you, you don't mean to like, mm, yeah. Come more. You can't
1: control what the other person. You can't
2: control how, how yeah. people receive you. You know, all you can do is mm-hmm. be yourself. You know what I'm saying? And if yourself is making someone hate, or you know, you know, quietly hate on the low, then. What can you do?
1: Yeah. I was also thinking if we've been in the frenemy position, not with one another, just in general, like, do you feel like you've played that role, whether intentional or intentional or unintentional?
2: Oh, man, that's a, a, a honest question. <laughs> You're putting it on me. Let me, you, want like, me you, that role?
0: you want me to answer? You want me to answer?
1: Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. I think I have uh, carried those characteristics that they mentioned, like, as far as, like, competitiveness, Jealousy, distrust. I think the competitiveness and distrust, for sure. The jealousy, jealousy isn't, that makes me uncomfortable, whether that's a feeling or a characteristic. That feeling makes me uncomfortable. So I try to either like resolve that, like think about like, all right, why am I feeling this way? And move on from it or even like run away from it. It just, I don't, it doesn't feel great. But, and even like, I think you've corrected me once when I've said
2: jealousy and you're like, "Mm, let's not use that word. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that, that word is, but as far as like feeling the other characteristics, I've, they've popped up with more, to be honest, like more acquaintances, social media friends. When I like look at things and I I have to like, I don't uh, act on it. I usually, thankfully being more aware, like have to ask myself, why am I feeling these ways? Like, what about me or what am I, what about what I'm doing or not doing actually, which is usually what it is. What I'm not doing is making me feel this type of way, like feeling competitiveness or that's, that's where I guess I could say that those characters just pop up. I I can't say though, that I've been a frenemy. Like I don't, that's just, again, like why would you want to exude that energy and live within that energy?
2: You know? Yeah. You can have, I feel like you can have that energy towards people that you don't know, but have you had that energy towards your friends? I think that's the key. For you, I, you have-
1: uh, I think the when I'm going off of those characteristics, because those are very like specific, I think I've felt the competitiveness and the distrust with friends, and I've had okay. to, again, like ask myself, why am I feeling this way? And then also the hard question of like, do I admit this and resolve this, right with this person? Or is it something that since it's about me, I just got to deal with that? Um, I have to sit with it. And usually, it's been the latter. Like it's more so of like I have to explore why I feel this way. And to be honest, I, again, it always kind of comes back to what i what I haven't done creatively yet. Oh, like most ninety percent of the time when I do feel at least competitiveness, it's that distrust is is interesting because trust period is a is a serious thing with any type of friendship or relationship. I don't think that I felt distrust with my friends. I think if anything, I would feel more like the competitiveness that I have to explore.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think, um, I think I'm, I'm not competitive by nature because I feel like you learn so much by when you do compete, you learn so much by losing that I'm like, oh, I I like, it sounds crazy, but I like losing because I don't look at it as losing. I look at it as learning and I look at winning as wisdom. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm looking at it from that perspective, it's hard to compete in that way, you know, to beat somebody because I like learning and and gaining wisdom from it. And then when it comes down to being jealous, I'm too grateful in my mind. I feel so grateful for what I do have that it's hard for me to be jealous. Although when I was in the sixth grade, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just telling the truth.
1: I I was
2: in the sixth grade, right? Seventh grade, excuse me, seventh grade, right? It was this dude named Kashim. Shout out to Kashim. He's a dope photographer. He's 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 the man, right? So boom, I wrote. He was uh talking to this girl. I like. I wrote a letter to the girl and said, "Don't talk to him. He's not dope. Wow. I'm dope than him." You're a hater. And guess what happened? <laughs> this was around the time when when Big was out, Notorious Big. He had life as after death. He had a a, a single called Player Hater. Everybody in the school was calling me a player hater. So that was the wow. first time I, I, I felt like a friend of me. Cause that was my man and I hated on him because I liked the the girl a, enough to write her a letter and she showed she showed him the letter and showed all my friends the letter and everybody called me a player hater. So that was my first instance of being um a player hater slash friend of me. Right? So I, I uh-huh. really that shit stuck with me. Like I'm to this day, I think about that. Like I don't wanna ever be like that how I was when I was 13. I'm like, I can't do that no more. And I'm 39 now. So I think I keep those, um, those lessons in a a tuck when I do have these moments of feeling jealous. Like there's been times when I've had real conversations with my friends, you know, some of my best friends, I've been like, yo, I felt weird about this. Someone said this about you and it made me feel weird. I just got to let you know that that made me feel weird. And, and it, it, it actually, um, remove the the energy off me because I was able to express it versus keeping it in and creating resentment.
1: Yeah, you know what? So two things I just thought of. Uh, well, the first one is like the the jealousy and competitiveness. I feel like with with friends, at least, with like strangers or people that you see on social media, I think that's just more obvious as to why you're feeling this way when it's friends. I've definitely felt like it was so much like me, that I could talk about it with that friend. Like it wasn't like actually them, it was me. Um, But also I just thought about like how, maybe that is where the frenemy trope or whatever kind of started is in middle school. Like when we're first starting to kind of like manage our emotions and make friends and figure out like how we express when we do or don't like someone or do or don't like something. So it's interesting that you mentioned that your first experience was in the sixth grade. I, like right now, I can't think back if I had one of those moments, but I do know that that's like, I think that's pretty common at the age, right? To t- Like you're sorting things out. You're figuring out kind of like how to express how you feel. And that also could be those feelings that are uncomfortable, like jealousy.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And you also see these kids, right? Like when you're, you see these kids every single day when you go to school. So yeah.
2: I was a player hater for a whole day. You know how long that day lasted? <laughs> the next day we was friends again. But that day, my life was ruined. I thought I was going to forever have the, the stamp of a player hater. You know what I'm saying? But eventually my friends accepted me back into the into the crew. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they took that uh, card away from me and I, I was good, you know? But it, it does start <laughs> early on. Like you gain those lessons of like, you know, relationships and friendships and how to manage them. Like, I just didn't know how to manage my emotions at that time because like, I didn't understand like why he liked, why she liked him. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why you like him? You know, he not even like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? When in reality, I don't know their relationship. I just looked at it outwardly. And that was my friend. He was actually more loyal than Shorty was to be real. She showed him the note. You know what
0: I'm saying? So.
1: That's interesting. It's a lesson learned for sure.
2: throughout the years, you start to, you know, gain more lessons, especially from, like, movies. Like, I remember uh, everything is, like, according to my grades when I was in um, junior high school, high school. So, like, when I was in the 10th grade, I discovered this magazine called Feds, right? Feds Mag was, like, the first time you heard about the stories of AZ, Faison, uh, Rich Porter, and Alpo. In Harlem, that was, like, the, the Bible to us on so how we were supposed to get money. And then, you know, the movie Paid in Full came out. And that's when we got a chance to cinematically see what Frenemies look like.
1: Oh, yeah. You mentioned that when we talked about this topic offline, you mentioned Paid in Full first. Mm-hmm. How, what impression did that leave on you when it came
2: to Frenemies? It, it showed that for money, you would betray your friend, mm. right? Like for money and like, like literally the story is, is like Rico. So this, this is how crazy Frenemies is, right? So Mitch was like one of the main characters. He was played by, uh, Makai Pfeiffer, right? He, uh, his brother got kidnapped by his uncle. Uncle Ice kidnapped his, his, uh, his nephew. And so he was trying to get the money to get back his, uh, his brother, his little brother, his little brother was like 12. And he got all these bricks together. And then he, he linked up with, um, Uh, rico which is who was played by alpo i mean, excuse me who was played by cameron and cam killed him uh rico killed him and took the bricks because he felt like he was holding out information and he needed those bricks so he could make that money and it was so crazy and it's no sad because it's based on a true story so if it in 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 harlem it has like a has an energy to it where i'm from Mm. You know, it's like one of those like Cain and Abel stories for for people from Harlem. It's like, damn, you you would kill your brother for 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 drugs or for for money, and that taught us a lesson right off the rip. Like, yo, we can't be like we can't be like Rico. We can't be like Cameron's character, a hater, a friend of me, someone who will like act like he cool with you, but then kill you for the money.
1: That's funny. That so that that became a thing that you bring up or that you reference either personally or with your friends, when shit would start feeling weird? Absolutely.
2: Somebody would smile right in your face and and then be plotting behind your back to set you up, to kill you. And it's so uh, to say kill is such an extreme word when you it know is. it's true. <laughs> but it's true. This but really but that,
1: that's what's crazy is that you, right. with this term, there is still... The part that's a friend. So for you to write like that phrase connected with still something that's rooted, quote unquote, on friendship is wild. Like, where does a friendship start and end? I guess when the jealousy or whatever type of hurt starts being like acted on.
2: Jealousy, when when your loyalty is tested. I think that's where the frenemy comes in or, you know, just see, you know, you being affected by. It's like the the saying, the grass is always greener on the other side. It's like you being the opposite side of somebody and seeing it and thinking that, damn, it look mad green over there. Like how he get green, like how he get that money.
1: Mm, yeah, when you so you kind of let yourself go into that hole,
2: right? And then speaking to someone else, and you and and, and you know you uh they they antagonizing you, and and you know yeah, your yeah, man getting money, right? Oh, he doing his thing over there. That nigga ain't getting no money. You know, it turned into this whole, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's how it starts. And it festers, you know, and next year you're yeah. you hating and you like, now you're in this position to hate. And I, I don't like that type of, that's why I like, I keep my circle really tight. I have a lot of friends, but I definitely keep it tight. 20 year relationships, you know? Um, and I feel blessed because of that. And I think it's important to like, you know, give love to your friends because, um, you know, like they are also Appreciate that
1: they are true friends.
2: Right. But then also like, you know, just make sure because, you know, like your friends are reacting to success differently. You know, mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. react to success differently. It, sometimes people can feel insecure for being in the spotlight a little bit more than usual. So it, they're reacting to it just as much as you are, too. They're trying to uh, adjust and balance, the, you know, who they used to be versus who they are now. Um, I work with a lot of artists and that's, that's, that's a battle, right? Like trying to be, be normal and then also be the alter ego, which is the artist side, you know, how do you balance it? But if your friend is just so caught up in the artist side and, you know, who you've been, who, I mean, who you are now, it's just like, they start, they start forgetting uh, who the human was that was, that created the artist.
1: I guess that's the thing is with frenemies, you no longer see someone as like a, a partner at some point but i mean there's there's levels right like from the sounds of it there's levels to a friend of me like i was thinking about other like pop culture references and i found a a reference of like toy story toy story like buzz and woody and, you know woody was a yeah. hater when andy brought in buzz and tried to sabotage that um or like mean girls boy that was like they were supportive at the surface, but clearly like backstabbing each other. Even the ones like Janice and Damien, the ones that weren't the plastics, they were still somewhat frenemies. Um, but my my favorite is The Office, like Jim and Dwight. That's like my favorite frenemy relationship because I do think that they like are friends. They do low-key love each other, but they annoy each other so much. And there is like, at least for Dwight, like this sense of competitiveness of like trying to get that number, number two spot, not number, not a uh, fake number two, but have you watched The Office? Are you in Office? Yeah, of course. Fan?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: How do you feel about those? Yeah, I think
2: those are cute references. You know what I'm saying? Like the sticks. <laughs> I know. Is, I know. That's it what I'm saying.
1: There's. There's a variety. We went from Pain and fool to Toy Story. That's why I'm right. saying. Right. Like, I, even with The
2: Office, I felt like they were frenemies, but I felt like it was like a brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, they almost felt like, you know, like, like a, like a, you know, like you, your big brother, little brother energy versus yeah, it being yeah. like, uh, The think of the movie
1: Step Brothers. Yeah.
2: Right. I felt more like that, you know, the love, like, cause you said like the love is there. I think with frenemies, the yeah. love ain't there, but they act, they act like the love is there. You know, Have, did you the watch difference? Black Swan? Yeah. With
1: Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was also an example of like a very like dark frenemy relationship where there's like jealousy and competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And never like leans from one to another, though. Like it's never just friendship or just enemies. But you mentioned something of like right, like the what makes I guess what makes someone a friend of me. So again. Doing my Googles, I found this of like nine ways to spot a frenemy, which is kind of wild if you think about it that there's an article telling you how Facts, to spot right? a frenemy. Like, nine ways of- <laughs> like, okay, but I'll read them because they're so interesting. So, one, they talk about you behind your back. Two, they're always asking for favors. Three, their emotional needs consistently outweigh yours. Four, they only want to talk about themselves. Five, they aren't happy about your achievements. Six, they're passive aggressive. Seven, they pass off cruel criticism as helpful feedback. Eight, their quote-unquote jokes are actually hurtful. And nine, the friendship just makes you feel bad. Then why, where's the friendship part of all of this?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, why are these, why are you around people? Or like this, so, or...
2: So my, my example of like a friend of me is like, scream. I think I told you that a couple couple yeah. days ago. I was <laughs> why like, yo,
1: scream, why scream?
2: is a... Because they literally hide behind a mask, right? That's smiling at you. The ghost mask that's setting you up to, to kill you. Every time at the <laughs> end when it's the, the big reveal, it's always the homie. It's always the homie. It's the, it's the, the boyfriend. It's the girlfriend. It's the yeah. homie. It's, the, it's sometimes it be the father. Like, wait, what? You know, it's like it's always the, the person that you would at least expect but end up being a friend of me. Um, I think Scream is a prime example of that. I like this that list, but that list feels so like um, I don't know. It's cute, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what happens when <laughs> the stakes a... is different? What happens Wait, when your yeah. friend? You know who was a oh, oh oh, you know you know a perfect movie that was a friend of me, Ex Machina. Have y'all seen the Ex Machina? Oh wow, yes. I don't know how to say it. Yes, but that was crazy. She made she made homie fall in love, right? And then when they mm-hmm. when he thought they was gonna ride out and ride off to the sunset, right? She locked him in that joint and she threw away the key and she left. That's that's frenemy shit.
1: Is frenemy like friendship until there's betrayal? Or like friendship, intention of betrayal, and then betrayal.
2: You don't even know that and that's it when that shit is ends. A betrayal until you get betrayed.
1: But there's intention of betrayal among these two people. That is what is a frenemy relationship is what uh, it sounds among like. One
2: of those two people, like so, among one, among of, one the, of them. Yeah, yes. yeah, one of them is gonna do some funny shit. You don't know which one, but that's why I asked in the beginning of the pod. I'm like, yo, could could the friend of me look at you like a friend of me? Like, has there been a time where there was two frenemies? Like, they both was hating on each other. Like, what do you call that? <laughs> like, they I both know, talking shit I about. I
1: don't know. I'm interested in like what the friendship part of it, right? Because everything that we talk about sounds like the enemy part of the frenemy phrase. Like, so where is the friendship part of any of these?
2: I think the friendship comes from, you know, like letting you, you feeling like you you can let your guard down. Right. Or you feel like you can open up or that person taking you to lunch or mm. that person saying so you're happy still, birthday. Whatever you're still like,
1: getting out of it.
2: Yeah, it's when they catch you mm. being vulnerable. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the vulnerable moments. And I think that's when the favors come because they, they bring your guard down and then that's when they they make they ask, right? Yo, I need you to loan me these thousand dollars. I got you later. You know, I'm a double it, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I think that's when the frenemy starts to kick in is like when there's an ulterior motive to why they doing what they are doing.
1: I think another good example is uh, competitive dating reality shows or any type of like competitive reality show. I think that's where frenemies kind of are born, right? Because you are stuck with these people more than likely in whatever scenario day to day, but you still have to compete against them. So there's going to have to be some distrust and betrayal, competitiveness for sure. I think uh, what makes me what I wonder about with that is like, how do you hold down the fact that you feel these negative things towards someone while you're still with them all the time? Like you're friends, but you still feel this ugliness towards how can you be a friend of me? I guess is my my thing, yeah. my
2: question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I ain't never been that person. You know what I'm saying? In that way. I don't know. I, I, ain't, I ain't secretly talking. I always, I live by this. It's like, if I can't say it in front of your face, then I shouldn't be saying it. So a lot of the things, mm. say I say some funny shit about some, somebody, I'm making sure that I tell them like, oh, yo, this is how I feel. So like if somebody doubled back and said it to him, he be like, oh yeah, Steve said it to me. You know, I think that's important is being fully transparent. But I try not to even lead with, no, with none of that type of energy. I, I'm one of them people that try to find a good, in everything, even though it's hard, but I try my best because like, I don't, That, that don't, some things just don't serve. You know what I'm saying? And I like to be served. Hello. Talk to them. <laughs> that
1: sounds nah, so joking, weird. But, but. Uh, do you think you can live with a friend of me? Like if you were, if you looked at a friend and you're like, mm, they're a little weird towards me. Right. Or they like checked off a little bit of those boxes that the cut told us. Could you live with that person?
2: Absolutely not. There's no way my wifey is gonna be my friend of me, who's like getting uh jealous of like the things I've been doing. It can't work. It's no way. Cause that means that's I actually now a I'm, good. I'm,
1: that's another good point of your romantic partner being a friend of me. Oh
2: my God, that would be so nasty, right? Wouldn't that be nasty?
1: <laughs> For your partner to be jealous of not, I mean, and this is aside from, like, what people think jealousy, right, of, like, infidelity, but, like, of your accomplishments, like, your achievements, what your goals, like, things like that, or the competitiveness comes in.
2: Listen, I got, I got a saying, I got a sign, that should be, this should be added to the list, right? When you, when you be addressed, right, and your are and shorty, she'd be like, oh, who you getting dressed for? Wait, what? What you mean? I can't get dressed. I can't look nice for myself. <laughs> who are you, you dressing up for? Who you did your hair for? Like all that type of stuff. That's to me, it's me yeah. energy in a relationship. I just can't do my thing. I can't just live my life. Mm. I'm, I'm having flashbacks. That's why I'm talking like this. I'm, I was
1: going to say, are, I'm are, back are in the relationship. Triggered? Did you get triggered right Absolutely, now? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I'm back in the relationship. Damn.
1: That's, that is, uh, I'm trying to think if I had... Uh, I think I have had frenemy energy, Um, but and it's been like very like project based, like creative based of like kind of undermining the work I've done and things like that. When it's just like, damn, I worked hard for this. I think that's what sucks is what you for some reason you expect the expectations of a relationship. is like you expect this person to be the opposite of what we're just saying right now. So when those little things come up, I think you don't know. Like I think like you said, I don't think you know that they're a frenemy until some shit happens. You're like, oh wait, this is like a pattern. Yeah. Do you have any uh any last words for your frenemies out there?
2: Man, I just wish (laughs) I wish all my frenemies (laughs) peace of mind. Like, (laughs) just peace of mind, man. Let that energy go. You know, that that yeah. I don't know any frenemies that it actually worked out for. You feel me? Like in the grand scheme of it all. Frenemies end up getting arrested, they end up doing fraud, there'd be so much shit going on. It's like they end up stealing. Like, come on. This just be smooth. Just be cool. And if anything, just communicate your energy to your friend. And maybe he'll be open-minded enough to like, you know, accept you for you and your hating ass. You feel me? Like,
1: damn.
2: I'm just saying. I mean,
1: I I'm thankful for therapy that uh has me be very aware when characteristics of this like pops up on my end. But from the other end, like you said, you can't really control how the other person receives or reacts to your own, like, greatness or accomplishments. So mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate it. this conversation. Anything you want to add to your, I was going to say to your friends now that you. have
2: <laughs> No, nah, I think I think um, this one is good. This made me feel mm-hmm. this was fun. You know, this, <laughs> this episode was <it's> fun. <laughs> All this, all this stuff is coming from real places. Like this is no made up stuff. This is real life. You know what I'm saying? I
1: know, I know. And We've had people uh, shout you out for like you coming, coming into your own, sharing your your real life on the podcast.
2: We're, we're shout to them too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody please 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 tell us about your middle school haters or work frenemies at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com we want to know what cringy things you did in middle school and talk about it on the podcast don't worry it can be anonymous okay talk to you next week